0: This show does not intend to give you advice on how to spend your money and does not leave us responsible for your decision. All investment strategies and investments involve risk of loss. Nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as investment advice. Any reference to an investment past or potential performance is not and should not be construed as a recommendation or as a guarantee of any specific outcome or profit.
1: Mia.
0: And I'm Scott.
1: And we're going to get along and totally not argue for 30 minutes on how you can build your own success story.
0: Really? Should we shake on it? Welcome to Rags to Riches.
1: Money matters.
0: And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the money that does matter. In this tape, in today's economy, money is tight and scarce.
1: It's a quite a volatile market these days. I have calls left and right. People are coming in like I'm dropping money from my 401k. What can I do? I mean, it's kind of resembling a 2008 vibe lately. So I, we're going to talk today about how the market, the current state it is, how it's risky, risky business, if you will, and what a safe investment could do for you. We, I was working for, I used to do a lot of work with the county employees, and there was one guy that we'll talk we'll call Tom Cruise. He was in his his horizons account with the county, which is their their retirement account that they have.
0: They're they're 457B, as I remember.
1: Yeah, he came up to me because I was offering another benefit for all the county employees. And we were talking about a safe investment, something that he could earn. Back then, I was, you know, we were offering a 4%, which was really good back then. It was a stable account. Obviously, now you can get a lot higher than that, but this was a different type of account. He basically was getting ready to retire and had all of his investments in a risky account still. And he was... Taking some risk and not wanting to switch to something stable before he retired, which is highly suggested you do. And he lost a large sum of money to where when I asked him, I was like, what are you still doing here? Because he's 73 years old. And he was like, well, I lost all my money in my retirement account. So I have to still be here. Oh, he was so still
0: working at 73.
1: He's still working at 73. Yeah. Which you're not too far away from, right, Scott? Well,
0: w- <laughs> which means that uh, he was old.
1: He's close to your age. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh,
0: I love but, I, I love the little rib, the little elbow and the rib thing that you just did.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, you you're familiar with that sort of time yeah. frame, but no, but he's still working. He's seventy three years old, and you know, sometimes the people the people they work until they are you know they're seventy five, whatever, because they love what they do. This guy had to work because he he had to do it. So I mean. That's the biggest difference. It's always advised to switch your investments to something more stable, uh, you know, within at least five year period. But if, let's just say, for example, you're putting money in for the next couple of years, you're 59 years old, you want to retire by 65, 67. And then we have another 2008, which kind of right now with what's going on in the market, it slightly resembles a 2008 vibe. And I mean, it completely hasn't totally crashed, but there are markets that have crashed there's crypto that is crashing and burning, all these things that are happening. And so someone could have a large sum of money in their account and then all of a sudden wake up the next morning and it's gone, most of it. So Mm -hmm. you need time to rebuild those things. So it's always suggested that you do switch your investments to something stable. And and if it doesn't happen and you want to take that risk, then by all means, if something happens to your money, then, then I hope you like your job.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it reminds me, you know, when these, when these, uh, we talk about the county workers, they have a uh, 457B that they use that allows for them to split their risk, minimum risk. A lot of people do a one third, one third, one third, minimum, medium, and then aggressive. And sounds like you're Tom Cruise guy. Kept his in aggressive for too long. But when they get to their midpoint in their career, often they shift over to 50% in the midsection and 50% aggressive. And then later on, as they get older, they switch it to maybe. 50% 50% in the really safe areas and 25% in risky and 25% in the mid-risk. But eventually, as you get older, I think what your point is, if I'm understanding correctly, is that he didn't do any switching and he stayed aggressive the whole time and then he lost his money mm-hmm. or, or his his value, his, his accumulated value dropped. And when it did, it meant that it was going to take him years to make up for that. And so, in so doing, he had to keep working in order to support himself. So that's unfortunate for Tom. And uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Tom Cruise is not doing yeah. well in his career. <laughs> yeah.
0: He wasn't exactly high, flying high. Uh,
1: no, no, no. no. So what, is-
0: what I what I like about the uh, the in in what we do as it relates to the Roth IUL is that we don't have those kinds of risks because no matter what you're earning with the, uh, the, the plan that we've got that we offer, it doesn't ever go down below zero. So you can never lose any money. And there are cases where you can make less, but you can never drop your accumulated value. That's what I like best i think and that's what most people i think like best about what we offer is that there's no chance to lose the money that they've worked hard for their whole career to to gather and and eventually to use for their re- retirement years so it's unfortunate because sometimes you talk to people i talked to a gentleman the other day who's he didn't really spend any time or effort trying to figure out what his retirement plan actually was And it wasn't until about five years ago when he learned that what he was doing was the worst possible deduction process for him in his his 457B. And he wound up essentially uh, cutting himself out of probably three quarters of what he would have earned had he done the correct things in his retirement. So it's important to know what you have, and it's also important to know what you don't have. And I think that's a little bit of the front end of what we do with a client when we first talk to them is just to find out what they know about what they have. And when you drill down, sometimes it isn't so, it's it's not so obvious that everybody knows what they have.
1: I, I recently been talking to some people and I was asking them what kind of accounts they have, because we always want to know what somebody has. And a lot of the times people will say, oh, I, I have something with work. I have a 401k. I'm not putting very much in though. And I say, okay, well, how much do you have? And if you were to pass away tomorrow, how much would be saved? How much would your family live off of? And is that enough? And most of the times the answer is no, because they're in our Zooms for a reason. They're, they're wanting to talk to us for a reason. Most of the people that I talked to recently have said that they have lost money in their 401k, 401, (laughs) 401, 41, k accounts. And so they've lost money in their accounts. And then I have some people who go, oh man, I haven't even checked it. I haven't even looked. And I, you know, it could be a good or bad thing, especially right now, but it's definitely an up and down market. We don't really know exactly where it's going to go, but as of late, everything is very unstable and it's very volatile. So Having something that is safe, that has no risk, is definitely a good idea to have alongside your other accounts. Like by all means, I'm not saying don't have an investment account. I'm not going to say put all of your money in what we do or something like what we do because it's always good to diversify. But having that account that has risk and uncertainty and then having something stable that lasts for the rest of your life, obviously you're, you're going to fill in those gaps that you might be missing in other types of accounts that you have.
0: I think one of the things that is striking to me is that, you know, let's say $100,000 or is, and it seems like a lot of money and, you know, $200,000 is a lot of money. And if somebody gave me $200,000, it'd be a lot of money, but $200,000, or even a hundred for that matter, if you divide that out over the number of years that you're likely to live after you retire, often people will live easily 20 years after they retire, but often it goes into 30 years. Simply that people just live longer these days, and if you took a hundred thousand dollars and divided it by even ten years, and that's not very long at all, that's only ten thousand dollars a year, and and you're not going to really be able to live on that unless you've got other another means of, of support like through social security or pension or something, but. Take a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars and divide it by 30 years and it's it's you know, nickels and dimes, you're living practically in poverty unless you've got some other way to to live and some other income. And having a plan like we offer with the Roth IUL is not just taking what you have accumulated and dividing it by the number of years that you have left in your life, but instead it continues to spin off growth and our average growth has been easily over 10% over the last 10 years. And as that continues to grow, the the money that you're receiving as a tax-free benefit in retirement means that you're not only taking a portion of your, your principal, but you're also generating income from it so you can your your $200,000 might wind up being $400,000 over the 30 years that you have left. And that that's all that means a lot of of income for you in your retirement years. So spinning off growth while you're living on the money is important. And that's, that's what I I'd like to emphasize here.
1: Then you have a story of a, of a guy that you want to talk about Scott?
0: Oh, you had a a bullet point there that I had brought up the other day. Yeah, I'm the, I'm I'm over that one. No, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. No, we. I I was I was going to talk about this one individual who had lost. He had lost some money in his 401k. Professor he, X,
1: I believe his name was. Yeah, he was
0: about he was about to switch over. And uh, there was a little bit of a snag in the way in which his paperwork was set up with the money that he had in his account. So I wasn't able to get it into the new account as quickly as we would have liked in the time that it took. And it wasn't that long. It was just about a week's worth of time. He lost $50,000 just in the, the period of time that it took for us to get the paperwork done because the market was so volatile. And he was upset, and rightly so, because not at me, but it, just at the fact that he lost $50,000. But the time I actually got the money into his new account, and then, then he didn't get his uh, his acknowledgement for a f- couple of days that he had received that the money had been received in his account. By the time that occurred, the market had plunged even further, and he thought he would have lost another thirty or forty thousand dollars. As it turned out, he only lost the fifty between the time he started in the that one week's time that we had that I just discussed a minute ago. So he was thankful. He was thankful that he was only losing 50 when he thought he might be losing 80 or 90. So these these 401k kind of money traps are really quite they're they're quite obviously the kind of the guiding light behind why people are leaving 401k's and moving into things that are stable and things that are risk free. And I I think that that speaks to the, the issue of, of what people want these days is they don't want to take chances with their money. They, don't, they want high risk when they're in the stock market and they want to double and triple their money, but they only tell you about the stories that they, you know, with crypto or the Bitcoin or whatever it is that they happen to have earned a lot of money in, but you never hear the stories about the losses that occur day after day after day. And I think that's... Uh, not something you wanna play with on your on your retirement money. Maybe it's something you wanna, if you're an investor or a day trader and you wanna just make money and use some money to play around with it, that's different than, than playing with your retirement money. Imagine your future, how does it look? Are you still working in your 70s? Or are you enjoying a tax-free income of five to $10,000 monthly while sipping margaritas in the Bahamas? Or did it take you too long to realize that money matters? Creating a strategy for your retirement shouldn't be difficult or risky, and it definitely should be lucrative. That's why we created rothiul.com to get you the maximum amount of tax-free earnings with no limitations unlike the Roth IRA. Our clients earn high interest with generous bonus options with the ability to lock in gains in a no-risk environment. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Go to rothiul.com, R-O-T-H-I-U-L.com, or call 1-800-202-7398. That's 1-800-202-7398.
1: I have a lot of people who have gotten into crypto, And uh, have recently, I've had appointments with that have made decent money with crypto, but as of late, just as everything else is kind of turning and whirling, they have been scared that they were going to lose all their money. So um, they want to cash out with their crypto and certain things, but they're trying to find certain ways to cash out without getting taxed as much and all these things. It's another, another big thing is the taxes on that moving large sums of money or taking large out or cashing out large amounts of crypto, but crypto has been plummeting a lot lately. So uh, I'm not a huge crypto person. I I think it's, I I guess as good as that, that's been a good choice for me as of now, I guess, but I mean, I could have made it big before, but the crypto market um, I've been seeing a lot of come into us because of the safety of it and how they both have the ability to loan out their money. So that, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but being able to loan out your crypto is a, and still earning arbitrage on things uh, is the same thing that you can do with an IUL. What, so that, that, what does
0: that mean? Could you elaborate on what arbitrage is?
1: Arbitrage basically is what you earn off of the money. So you have your loan rate and you have your, you're like what you're earning it at and your loan rate. So if you're earning, let's say 10% and you're loaning your money out at a 5%, your arbitrage is still that 5% that you're earning on. So essentially you're earning 5% on money that you've loaned out. So people who have crypto and very familiar with that market, they know that that's another style of lending that they can do. Um, and so when I mentioned that it's still possible to do those types of things in an IUL, they're very attracted to that that type of feature with it because really there's there's no other account that you can have like let's say your 401k if you start taking money out of it um, you let's say you have five hundred thousand dollars in there you take hundred thousand dollars out of your 401k when you've retired. Your balance now is four hundred thousand, right? So you're hundred thousand dollars lower. You're earning less money in there, so you're not earning on four or excuse me, four hundred thousand dollars. And then you take more out, and that balance continues to go down. Now, in an IEL, you loan your money to yourself. So if you have have a five hundred thousand dollar balance and you take hundred thousand dollars out, you're still earning money on five hundred thousand. So that's the nice thing about it. So that's a similarity that we have. That's kind of similar to the crypto market. Obviously, this is not a crypto account or anything like that, but the, the way that you can lend money out and earn arbitrage and the loan structures, uh, you can still do that same thing with crypto.
0: I'd like to, if I could uh, interject something, because I use this as an example often when I'm talking about arbitrage. So you have $100,000 in your account, just using uh, just a round figure, and you have that money in, and it's been earning, it's been Earning let's say 10% interest and it's been growing and and you've been continuing to contribute to that $100,000. Let's say you need $50,000, either you need it for an emergency or you need to borrow it because you you have an investment opportunity, but you wanna borrow $50,000 from your Roth IUL account. So you borrow the 50 and you pay 5% in interest on the $50,000. So one would think if you borrowed money from your account, then now your balance went from 100 to 50 because you borrowed 50, but that's not how it works. Instead, that $50,000 that you borrowed is a separate transaction and you're paying 5% and you're accumulating that that 5% as a a debit balance. So your $50,000 that you owe will go up by a little bit each day and each month because you're paying 5% for the loan but your 100 has never gone down, your 100 is still 100 and you're still earning, let's say 10% on that. So while you're making 10% on your 100, you're paying 5% on 50 for as long as you have that outstanding loan. The arbitrage in that example is the spread between the 50 and the 100. You're making 5% interest on money that you've already borrowed and you're making 10% interest on the money that's still in the account that you never borrowed. So that's how these things work. Arbitrage is just basically the spread between how much you're earning on on the money that you have in your account and how much you're paying on the loan that you took out from your account. So I'm giving you my take on how arbitrage works. People put money in retirement accounts to receive in retirement, that's why they do it. They don't always borrow money against their account but they could and when they do in a Roth IUL, you can do it at any time. You don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half. There are no restrictions. If you have an account balance and you wanna borrow money against it, you can and you'll always make money on it because you're never paying the the same interest as as what you're actually earning on the money that's still in your account. So it's a nice source for a lot of reasons, and sometimes people, just like I I, I told you, Mia, the other day about this uh, client that's putting four of his kids on, they're, they're gonna have money, they're young kids, two, three, four, five years old, real young kids, and he wants to put money in, instead of doing a 529 college fund, which is primarily or exclusively for college, one of his kids may not wind up going to college, one of his kids may get a scholarship and he doesn't have to pay for the college, or any number of things could happen but when he when these children get to be 18 years old he wants each of them i know it sounds outrageous but he wants each of them to have two hundred thousand dollars in their account when they turn 18. so he's going to be doing that for all four of his kids essentially paying for college early because they're not young enough obviously to go to college but he's getting 50 cents on the dollar and I'll explain how. If he, he puts in $500 a month for a child who is going to at age 18 have $200,000 in that account, if he waited until the child was 18, he'd have to have been putting aside $1,000 a month, if we did the math on it, $1,000 a month later on in order to, to accumulate that kind of money in an account. But if he does it now early, He'll have plenty of money for all four kids. So he's getting in with 50 cent dollars essentially and buying their college education early because later on when they turn 18, he will have paid for college. And that's so, uh, that's almost unheard of in, in our world.
1: Why didn't you do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> because, because you're you're like two, a lot of asshole. Yeah, it's, not 50, it's not 50 cents on
0: the dollar it's more like five dollars on the dollar with you. i have to
1: struggle day in <laughs> and day out because my father did not set my future up correctly I, well, I wait really a minute that's not true friend.
0: that's not true i paid for your college from a student loan which is the opposite (laughs)
1: well you wanted me to go to college so (laughs) the
0: opposite of that that was me paying for it from a debt and then winding up having to pay interest on the debt over time so that's the opposite
1: well i guess i should thank you for that (laughs)
0: thank
1: you thank you for that advertising and marketing degree i never used i did
0: i did did pay for your college though so yeah don't forget that
1: All right. Well, nice talking to you today, Scotty. (laughs) All right. Well, in closing, everyone's losing money and we're safe.
0: (laughs) In closing, we're smart and uh, And, you should be smart like us.
1: Yeah, exactly. You should be smart like us. Wrap that up in a few words. Come to our side.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that the Roth IUL is a great investment vehicle for for everyone. But I also think that it's it's particularly poignant to, to, to spell out that not losing money and earning a high rate of return and having that high rate of return come to you in tax-free dollars as you grow older is and having a source for you to borrow against if you ever need it, plus that there's a survivor benefit in case, God forbid, something happens and you die or you become ill is a great way to put money aside for retirement and protect your family as well as yourself. So come and see us at our site, rothiul.com. So join us next time on Rags to Riches.
1: Money Matters.
0: Thanks for listening to our show, but we gotta ask, what are you waiting for?
1: We would love to stay in touch with you. Message us on rothiul.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Roth IUL.
0: We look forward to seeing you next month on Rags to Riches.
1: Money matters.
0: Rags to Riches.
1: Money really freaking matters. <laughs> I was I was trying to segue into something else and I was like, how do I bridge the gap to this?
0: Trying to come but, up with a good joke and, and yeah, slam I was me.
1: Like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to somehow
0: <laughs> It was it was just too too logical and and too direct that you yeah. couldn't come up like, with.
1: How that. can I make fun of him at this
0: exact <laughs> moment? That's <laughs> you know, all right. You could do that later. If you come up with something, call me tonight. You
1: like, can... Yeah, it's still coming to me.